It's my joy to welcome you to the Leadership File, the show that aims to help you lead as Christ would have you lead wherever he has placed you. I'm Andy Peck, your host, and whether you listen live on a Sunday or one of the many thousands who catch up via the podcast, it's great that you can join us. A reminder that you can buy my book, The Leadership Road Less Travelled, at the Premier Store. It's sadly the case that not every local church have youth as part of their congregation. But for those that do, serious questions are being asked by how, about how best to encourage them into faith and discipleship. The era where you simply employed a cool guitar-playing youth worker with an earring seems to have passed, with many churches opting for other arrangements, some including youth workers, others involving children's workers too. Well, to talk about leadership when it comes to young people, I'm joined by Tim Goff, who is the Centre Director for Thlandudno Youth for Christ in North Wales and the author of a new book, Rebooted, Reclaiming Youth Ministry for the Long Haul. So welcome, Tim, to The Leadership File. Andy, thank you for having me on. So um, uh, you're in Thlandudno, but you're not from North Wales as such? No, I'm not. I'm from Blackpool originally, but oh, I've right. been here for the last eight years. Okay, so up, uh, sort of up the coast a little bit, but um, yeah, not so, not so far. But uh, anyway, thanks for the book. You're, you're a real youth worker. You've got stories of wearing chicken costumes, dyeing your hair green and, and getting drunk on communion wine. Yeah, that was actually an accident, but uh, but always fun. Yes, yeah, no, I'm a real youth worker. Well, I, I'm obviously slight tempting people into to buying your book and uh, enjoying it. And, and and in fairness, that those are, those are humorous parts of a of a quite serious and sensible book. It has to be said. So so thank right. you for it. So how, how did you get into youth work? Um, well, I fell into youth work to be perfectly honest. Um, I was training to be a vicar, um, but I did that quite young. I graduated at 21. And youth positions were really the only positions you could get at a 21-year-old. So I fell into youth work thinking, like everyone else did, that I would one day graduate into big ministry. Um, but I'm really glad that I didn't. I'm really glad that I stuck it at youth ministry. I think there's a, a lot of life to be had there. Yeah, good. And and you're, you're now in North Wales? I am. I did seven years in London, and I've been in Wales for the last eight years. Okay, well, good stuff. And uh, North Wales will be partly Welsh-speaking, I'm guessing. It is partly Welsh speaking. Um, so some of the work we do is 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 Welsh and English, but the area I'm in is um, is quite a touristy area. It's a retirement town, so it's mostly English speaking where I am. Okay, and and I uh, you're described as centre director, but what what does that mean in terms of leadership? Okay, so I, I manage the Youth for Christ Centre in in North Wales. So a lot of what I do is well, I report to a trustee board and I manage a team of volunteers. Um, and we run various youth work projects, mission projects in schools and the community. Uh, most of what I do, though, is spending time training and supporting and developing a small core of leaders. Okay. And, and so how many would that include? What sort of numbers are you talking? About 10 people in that small core. Um, a couple of them are team, a couple of them are uh, on placement, a couple of them are volunteers. Um, and they would run most of the projects together. And then we have a, a pool of maybe 30 or 40 volunteers beyond that. Right. And and reflecting on your time as a youth worker and a, a Youth for Christ leader, uh, any particular things you've learned about leadership that you could, um, you know, you want to distill down? <laughs> I got a few things. Um, I think the first one is I'm not God. Um, I'd like to That's be... That's always good to, always good to it's know. It's a good start, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, but no, I'm not God. Um, I need my team. They need me. Um, not all the right answers or the best ideas are going to originate with me. We're in this together. Uh, I think another thing I've learned is that 
um, I'm not necessarily the best model for leadership. I need to recruit and develop people who are not like me. Um, an amateur mistake I made for years was just surrounding myself with people just like me. And I think I've only just begun to uh, surround myself with people who are very different to me, who can fill needs that I can't fill. Um, 1 Corinthians 12 talks about unity and diversity, and I think they don't work without each other. Um, I think you want a unified and healthy team. It's got to be made up of lots of different people. Sure, sure. Uh, and and your your book is a is a call to bring the Bible back into youth work. Um, so uh, you've got particular concerns, either things you've observed or things you've thought through? Yeah, I've got passions and I've got concerns. My passion is I love my Bible. I think my Bible's brilliant. I think every time you read the Bible, God makes stuff in you. Uh, he can't quite help himself. When he spoke, the world was made. Um, my concern is if we were to pull on the thread of modern youth ministry, whether we would find the Bible at the end of it. Um, I wonder if what we'd actually find is some form of humanistic youth work with some Bible wedged in later. Um, it's not like we don't love our Bibles, but I just don't think we know them very well. Right. And do you think that's in part because of because youth workers themselves are not particularly Bible people, or is it because they are, but they don't think that the Bible is the place that you know, is, is appropriate tool to use? They're, they're trying to start a bit further away and they're assuming therefore the bible is not going to be relevant to that task i think there's a few reasons i think i think we are growing up with a, a culture of biblical literacy in church um a comrade survey recently found that only 35 percent of churchgoers in the uk read their bibles regularly um and so we are growing up with biblically illiterate youth ministers um but there are some false assumptions as well there's some false assumptions that are that the bible um, only works with certain types of people or only works with believers or only works with church kids or only works in a classroom setting. I think that's nonsense. I think the Bible's living and active and it's a dynamic book and we've just got to get stuck into it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know some churches are keen not to replicate school in their youth and children's work, partly because many of those who attend the groups are not believers. Now, that may be part of the misconception that you've just alluded to. But so they don't major on the Bible and you obviously you're you're thinking actually there could be dangers down the road for that approach oh yeah i mean part of what we are trying to do in uh, youth work is to create young worshippers worshippers for life and when you develop a young worshipper um, they're equipped to move house move jobs move town go to different universities uh, and know how to find a good faithful group of believers know how to how to engage with god in a different setting you've got to equip them to do that and you can't equip them if you're not going to support them in the bible but again i think the idea that the bible only works in like a schoolroom setting is just a bit weird um i understand where people get it from but the bible is living and active and it can be taught as dynamically as anything else um, we just have to live in it ourselves. I think the more we live in the scriptures, the more we can breathe them to others in a really healthy way. Yeah, yeah. Tim, when you when you were talking about your your role, you you talked about the facilitation dimension of it, and and I guess mm. you, you see you see youth work as a facilitation role as opposed to the kind of image that might be generated by a kind of youth pastor as such. Yeah, I think the super isolated rock star youth pastor is not a model you find in the Bible. <laughs> um, uh, I understand there's a pastoral element 
to youth ministry and I wouldn't ever want to dilute that but the best youth workers and the youth workers that stick around for a long time are the youth workers that know how to facilitate the whole church body how to enable the the believing body together to to raise young people and I think that's the model you see in the Bible you see the whole nation of Israel working together to raise young people in the way they should go and um, I think the danger of not doing that the danger of of seeing yourself as the sole worker um, is you end up driving a, a, a wedge of segregation deeper into the heart of the church, driving the young and old apart. And I think we need each other. I think the church need the youth and the youth need the church. And the result of separating those two and being the superstar youth worker on one end of the spectrum and leaving the church at the other is failing youth work and shrinking churches. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I enjoyed the book very much. Uh, you very helpfully outline four approaches to youth work and and look at the weaknesses of each and i think it will be perhaps valuable to consider these certainly from a many obviously leaders listening are not directly youth leaders but they are uh, seeking to make sure good youth work happens and maybe they're a little confused about the different models that might be available so perhaps you could outline the four the four models that you uh, see and and perhaps how you know the integration of those could be um, appropriate for church leaders listening yeah i'll have a good crack um and i'll try and be as brief as possible but do uh jump in or throw sure. a chair at me if i'm being boring thank you um but yeah there's four okay let's start with uh with something really basic youth ministry is a baby it's in its infancy youth ministry as we know it today is only about 45 50 years old uh it's a new concept for the church um and so all the models we've got are still working their identities out right um but there are four main models i think most youth work will fall under one of these or be a mix of a couple of them um the one people tend to know is the incarnational model um the incarnational model is the idea that jesus came into a particular culture at a particular time in a particular place and so should we we should immerse ourselves in the culture of young people and as a result of that uh, almost live like one of them uh, and open up our whole lives to them. Um, I think there's some issues with that. I think it's a little bit inauthentic. I think it's a little creepy. We're not a young person. Um, But I also think it's incredibly unhealthy to ignore the boundaries that this model rejects. Um, I think a healthy model of youth ministry wouldn't be so immersive in that way. Um, The next one would be the funnel model, um, which is a a business model really it's an idea that you have a, a wide angle lens to start with a, a high saturation um project so that would be a crowd project with no real gospel content lots of people come to it like a concert and then from that you invite them into a slightly more specific group maybe an alpha course there they'd make a profession of faith and then you invite them to another group maybe a discipleship group or a church and you funnel them down from an easy-to-attend event with very little content into a much harder-to-attend event with much deeper content. And um, it's what a lot of American youth ministries based on. My problem with it is it's a little bit bait-and-switch. Uh, you're not calling people to follow Jesus. We're calling people to a crowd event and then slowly introducing Jesus to them. And Jesus didn't do that. He said, follow me. Um the third model would be the hub model or the worship hub model, which is usually there's one big hub project like a youth church, um, and all the projects are, are, are designed to filter people into that hub. I think I struggle with that one because it only tends to work with one type of young person, often the extrovert. 
uh, and it does move away from the rest of the church quite easily. The last model would be the intergenerational model, um, which is uh, getting a lot more traction in conservative churches. Uh, and I've got a lot of respect for this model. It certainly looks the most biblical. The idea is don't do youth work, just do mixed all age worship um, work. And I quite respect that. I like that. There's a lot in that to enjoy. The problem with it is it does tend to, it doesn't tend to work with atypical families. And most families, I think, are atypical in some way or another. Um, those are the four models, and they've all got good bits, and they've all got some issues. Well, you're listening to Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by Dean, Tim Goff. Uh, Tim is the uh, author of a book, uh, Rebooted, Reclaiming Youth Ministry for the Long Haul. We'll be back just after this. Welcome back to the Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by Tim Goff. Tim is the Centre Director for Thlandidno. Youth for Christ. Uh, he's the author of a new book, Rebooted, Reclaiming Youth Ministry for the Long Haul. We were talking before the break of uh, four different uh, models for uh, youth ministry, and uh, Tim was kind of hinting at some of the strengths and weaknesses of each. Uh, Tim, in the in the book, you kind of go for sort of a slightly integration of, of some of these, some of the best bits? Yeah, I would say so. I, I think if you start with a model, you end up with that model structure and and styles but i think if you start with the bible you start with the foundations of what does the scripture tell us about young people about working with young people about discipleship you end up with a whole new model something different and i think it brings the best out of these models without slipping into the dangers yeah yeah um and you have a section on mentoring in in uh in your book or at least how uh, you're not a fan of the word mentoring. So, so what, what's, what would you say is a, a good way of working with young people? For, for church leaders listening, what should they be hoping for from their, their youth leaders or if they're looking to appoint someone? What would you regard as a good, a good healthy, wise, um, disciple-forming approach? Yeah, well, I think yeah, mentoring is a bit of an odd word. Um, it's a word that was hijacked um, by the Enlightenment, and it messed about with a little bit of you know, mythology, Homer's Odyssey mythology, and it ended up in a place which I'm not entirely comfortable with. Um, I think modern mentoring is a little bit like making carbon copies of yourself, um, trying to make little use, um, which means you become the glass ceiling to their development. Um, but the, the broader practice of spending individual time with small groups of young people or one-to-one -one, I think is really great I think any youth minister worth their salt is going to be putting a lot of their time into mentoring in the broader sense of discipleship uh, and at least training their team and other people in the church to do the same um, I think when you're in a discipleship relationship um, that works you're helping that young person go further than you would go yourself which is kind of the opposite of what classical mentoring says. You're helping them go further than you would go. And a lot of what you need to do to make that work, I think, is to think, how do you make yourself, how do you make yourself unnecessary? How's the relationship going to end? How are you going to hand them over to something bigger than you? Um, how are you going to give them the tools and traits they need to have their own relationship with God that's not dependent on you? I think that's healthy discipleship. Yeah, and it, it gives a, a, a lie to the myth that you can't, you know, the leadership lid is is you. You know, that's some leaders saying you can't take people further than you can go. Well, actually, yeah. that that's 
that's nonsense really isn't it <laughs> i think we're all in trouble and that's true <laughs> um and, and i was pleased it has to be said i mean maybe, maybe this is just me but um that you you believe the disciples are probably mid to late teenagers because i think there is evidence for that and you you kind of outline that in the book uh, i just wonder what that tells us about what we might expect from from young people absolutely i think um the disciples were were young people um glib way of putting it would be i think they were the first youth club yeah um probably wouldn't stake my claim on that but i think i think they were a bunch of young people and it's not just the disciples it's it's everywhere throughout the bible it's rebecca and joseph samuel david esther josiah daniel mary there's lots of young people in the bible and god seems to use young people all the way through salvation history um i wonder if the reason God does it is because they're unexpected. Um, when a young person does something incredible, we get excited saying, wow, that's amazing. They must have had help from God. If I was to stand up right now and pick up my car outside, people would assume there's a magic trick going on. They'd assume there were some strings. They'd look for something beyond me. Yeah. And I think when God uses young people, people look beyond the young people and they see God. Mm. I think for that reason, our expectations for young people should be sky high. Yeah. Uh, a lot of what we're supposed to do is to is to help young people have their own relationship with God and then get out of their way. Yeah. Now, um, Tim, the, the the structure of your book looks at the different uh, kind of elements of of the Bible and the way in which the you know there's the law and the and the Psalms and the prophets and the, the Gospels and the epistles and 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 kind of distills values uh, on regarding youth work and 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 youth and ministry from from those sections um i'm not suggesting you you kind of outline all of them but but whether as you were doing your research and, and kind of creating those chapters were, was any of them particularly that grabbed you and you thought crumbs yeah as i'm researching this this has really come alive to me oh gosh yes i mean uh, the, the whole book goes through the whole bible but very very broadly um it's there to give youth workers more confidence and competence with the scriptures um, but honestly, I think the first chapter, the first chapter, uh, which is all about passing on teaching to the next generation, teaching the whole counsel of God. Um, I think what I tend to do, and I think what a lot of us tend to do, is continually teach my favorite bits. Hmm. There's bits of the Bible that I really like, that I really know well, that I know I can argue clearly. So I just keep teaching those over and over from different angles. Hmm. But we're really challenged by the scriptures to teach the whole counsel of God to find propositional truth about Jesus in every section of the Bible. And there's pieces of the Bible that I never touch with young people. And I've been really challenged by that. The whole Bible speaks about truth, and we should dig into all of it. We should reach for all of it. And I think that's the healthiest way of uh, raising young people, because the questions they have will come up in the Scriptures. Now, um, and this is this will be a tricky question, perhaps, to answer. But I mean, you, you've been, you know, you've written written this book, but you also, you know, you're a practitioner in the field. Um, what have been the challenges for you in? Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe there was already in Thlandidnoa um, a culture of use of Bible in Youth for Christ. So that may be the case. You can answer that in a minute. But how how has it been for you trying to um, make sure that that the, the, your values for Bible have been um, have been instilled in in your team and in the in the ministry that you do well it is worth saying that there's a great love for the bible in you for christ nationally um the the new director neil boyle uh, wrote a sidebar for the book has endorsed it uh, he's a great lover of the bible in mission and ministry um 
for me, it's come down to what does it mean to use the scriptures in every single part of my ministry? And that's been a challenge, but it's also been very exciting. A few years ago, I started an experiment. Um, I just said, I wonder what will happen if I use nothing but the Bible as a resource in all the projects I do. Well, And I did. Um, so in detached work, in schools work, in lessons, assemblies, I didn't reach for printed material. I just reached my Bible. I changed how it was taught. And I gave a lot of it over to discussion and debate and conversation, which really helped feed it. Um, but I've never looked back. The Bible is such an incredible tool when it's used properly. That's fabulous to hear. Um, and uh, the reaction from particularly in schools? Um, going well. But the, the thing is with uh, any kind of schools work is we've spent a long time building credibility. Yeah. Um, so we serve the curriculum very specifically. We we know the curriculum, we know their enrichment needs, we know what the school is struggling in, and we offer to serve for free in those areas. So we spent a lot of time building credibility and really serving the needs of that school, recognizing that the school has needs um, that we can probably meet that are more than just me trying to manipulate my message across. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... Um... The, the book how can people get a copy of the book it's called rebooted reclaiming youth ministry for the long haul yes um i would love for people to get a copy of the book um you can buy it direct from ivp's website on ivp ivpbooks.com but you can also find it on eden good book company ten of O's, amazon it's around basically <laughs> sure and you or you could do what like i did and get it uh, download it on kindle and yes. uh, read it on your ipad or wherever uh, or your kindle uh, reader so that's that's how I got um, got to read it. And for me, and this is a tip for for for, for readers or listeners, I use the uh, the highlight section. So I highlighted bits. So I've got a a whole page or several pages of the highlights for me of the the material that um, that particularly struck me as I was going through. So then I can now download it onto a Word document and I put that in my little library so um yeah that's great <laughs> so that's, that's uh, fantastic so that's, i love the kindle for that well indeed it's it's a great it's a great tool um so for, for leaders listening and uh, in fact most of the books that i've read recently uh in fact probably the last 40 or 50 books have largely been done on kindle i mean i, I prefer the physical book but actually the kindle highlights for me is a real tool because then i can i can you know have a summary of the material that i've enjoyed but also i can uh, I can quote it in in articles and courses that I run. So yeah, that's a great idea. So there we go. Good. And and so as you um you know looking at Flandudno, um any any particular focus for the future? At the moment, an awful lot of what we're trying to do is develop our ministry across Wales. Wales is a fantastically spiritual place with really spiritually hungry and curious young people. Youth for Christ is geared to. Uh, facilitate those kind of conversations so we're really hoping to launch more youth for christ centers across wales oh, that sounds fabulous good great well it's been super to to chat with you tim um you know as as people as listeners will gather i'm enthusiastic for your book so um and you know i think you're drawing people back to to some of the core things that that really need to be uh, part of youth ministry um not knocking some of the other elements uh, in any way but actually the bible needs to be at the heart of what we do and how we think uh, about young people and about uh, enabling them to to become disciples of christ so thank you for the book and uh, uh, trust it goes really well thank you thank you for the encouragement and thanks for having me on bless you so you're listening to leadership file with uh, me andy peck i was joined again by tim goff uh, the book rebooted reclaiming youth ministry for the long haul uh, go of course to 
the on-demand section of um, Premier's uh, website, and you can get archived versions of the leadership file. Uh, you can uh, also download it via uh, iTunes. Some of you I know are listening via podcast, uh, and so you can go where you normally get your podcast and get a copy of the leadership file and listen to it at any time uh, of the day or night. So I look forward to your uh, company again if you're um, via the radio at Sunday at 3.30 or uh, online uh, when it comes to your device. Thanks for tuning in.